36. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. And I'm Kim. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you what, that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and see God, not to it to primarily see ourselves. All right, just to refresh you guys, this is Second Chronicles, and we're still talking about Solomon. And, and we had a highlight reel for David, but Solomon got a <laughs> little highlight reel too, right? And what he's trying to do, the Chronicle is just trying to show uh, this community who's come out of exile back into the land that um, there was a kingdom that God established because of a covenant with David Mm -hmm. and that the kingdom was once united, right? And he's trying to show them how they are are to relate to the king, to the temple, and why God's blessings and curses, uh, primarily his curses, were poured out on the people of God. And so we're still here talking about Solomon. And remember at the beginning of the book, God gave Solomon <laughs> wisdom because he asked for it. Right. And here we see God saying no, or he said in the beginning, he said, no, I'm not just going to give you wisdom. I'm going to give you wealth as well. Exactly. And so he has wisdom and wealth. Queen, The queen of Sheba travels from far, far, far <laughs> away, comes to see what he's about. And Solomon's just killing it. He's answering all the questions, right? right? He's showing mm-hmm. her his wisdom. And she sees all the things he has, all the, the the material things he has and all the wealth he has. And the Bible literally says it took her breath away, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the crazy thing is, though, Kim, what I love is she's not even really impressed with Solomon. Right. She's impressed with Solomon's God. She says, blessed be the Lord your God. He delighted in you and put you on his throne as king for the Lord your God because your God mm-hmm. loved Israel enough to establish them forever. He has set you over them as king to carry out justice and righteousness. Our um, blessings on Mm -hmm. earth are meant to just point to the blesser. And that is one of the things we mentioned yesterday when we were talking about um, just how important it is when people see his name. Yeah. And so this also reminds me of Moses and Joshua's day, how Mm -hmm. news about this Israel nation, um, how they were conquering other nations, the things that were happening to them. And it all pointed back to their God. And so here it is. Sheba's another example. The queen of Sheba is Mm -hmm. another (laughs) example of this. And just how it's a testament to God's power, his strength, his faithfulness, Mm -hmm. because they also heard of some of the ways that they blew it. Mm -hmm. But to see that God is one who kept them and that he is faithful and that um, in this particular instance, Israel and Solomon's greatness, prosperity, and success yeah. was a reflection of God. Yeah, absolutely. And it says that Solomon, you know, surpassed all the kings of the mm-hmm. world in riches and wisdom. And I don't think we we have the categories to to uh, understand how rich Solomon was. I don't know. I don't think we've yeah anybody's ever quantified it. But he was the richest man on the earth. <laughs> and what's time. crazy is though, he gets like a few lines at the end of nine. Just showing how quick he dies and passes on. And it's done. And it's all gone. And I think we are confronted just with the swiftness of life, right? Mm-hmm. Like all that power, all that wisdom, all that wealth, and it doesn't really last, right? Like, so 40 years um, is just a speck of dust or a grain of sand compared to eternity, right? That's how long Solomon was reigning. Um, and so we have to build our life on things mm-hmm. that last. Right. You know what Eternal. I mean? Yeah. And so after that, yeah. It all falls apart. It all falls, it all <laughs> falls down, right? Like literally, the kingdom is divided um, mm. f- 
for for some reason, the Bible doesn't go into Solomon's sin that caused it to divide. Yeah. Well, we remember earlier we talked about how there were these little glimpses that we had oh, yeah. of Solomon's decisions, how he wasn't supposed to have a lot of wives because right. he was gathering these wives from nations mm. that were around him, mm-hmm. uh, making alliances with these other nations. And with these wives came their gods. Yeah. And so whereas David was wholehearted. Mm-hmm. Solomon was half-hearted. Absolutely. Even at the end of um, chapter eight, where it talks about how he built another palace for yeah. his wife, who was the daughter of Pharaoh, I believe. Yeah. And it said that he said, "My wife must not live in the house of King David of Israel, mm. because the places of the ark of the Lord has come are holy." So yeah. he knew he shouldn't have married her, mm. um, and he brought her into the house. But then we also see. His son, Rehoboam, his mother was an Ammonite woman, and they were one of the more detestable ones, I guess, if you will. They were the ones who sacrificed their own children to the god Molech. And so Mm. they don't say specifically this is where Solomon blew it, Mm. but you get glimpses of he made alliances with these other gods using, I mean, he married women who Mm. brought their other gods, and it just started this downward spiral that his Mm. son would later follow. Absolutely. So his son comes on the scene in 10, Rehoboam. Mm-hmm. And then you have Jeroboam <laughs> right. in Israel. And when Jeroboam hears that Rehoboam was on the throne, he's like, oh, bet. Right. I was running from Solomon. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to I'm pull back up because Rehoboam's on the throne. So he pulls back up on, on Rehoboam. And the people went to get him. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so when he comes back, he's like, yo, man, your dad was treating us bad. Dog. Like, you ain't going to mm-hmm. be the same. Like, if you're not going to be the same way, we, we'll be all right. Um and Rehoboam's like, ah, give me some time to think about it. Right. And so he waits a few days. He gets wise counsel. He gets counsel. Yeah. He gets wise counsel. Initially. Initially. And then he gets terrible counsel. Right? And he follows the terrible, the terrible counsel. counsel. And that's the thing we're going to see, right, throughout the rest of the kings, who they listen to mm. determines what they do. Right. Um, and so here, Rehoboam uh, doesn't listen to the good counsel. And it turns bad. And Jeroboam rebels. Right. And it's now the kingdom is officially split here in Chronicles. And one of the things I just seen is um, just this inner turmoil, like the sin inside of us uh, can lead to like intra turmoil. So like the sin inside of us uh, actually has the ability to divide us. Mm-hmm. Right. And so Israel is divided by the sin that's in Jeroboam and Rehoboam. Um, and it's just crazy that, yeah, the same thing happens to this day. And even with... This picture, like again, we get glimpses of Solomon and his decline mm-hmm. as far as his relationship with the Lord. Um, how Jeroboam was actually one of Solomon's leaders, yeah, and he um ended up hearing that a prophecy was made to Jeroboam that he would one day be king. Yeah. And Solomon responds to Jeroboam the same way Saul responded to David, mm, went after to kill him. Good. And that's why Jeroboam was in exile and they had to call him back. Oh, and so wow. you see this example that's of these good. people coming to Solomon or coming to Rehoboam, asking him to take off this yeah. burden that his father had put on. And so it's very interesting that um, you'll see in, in scripture that yeah. kings treat their people a particular way based upon their relationship with the Lord. Mm. And so if by That's the time word. we got to Solomon, Solomon had forced laborers who were, they were his own people. He was treating them poorly. Yeah. Then that gave us an indication that something was wrong with his relationship with the Lord and in order to get to this point where he was treating his own people poorly, yeah. that Jeroboam even had an end. Yeah, 
Absolutely. That's so good. I love that. Yeah, we treat people in a certain way based on our relationship with the Lord. That's so good. Um, and we see that, yeah, continuing to play out in the Kings. Mm-hmm. And so Redbone is like, man, I'm mad. So I'm about to get 180,000 soldiers How from, Judah, from Judah and Benjamin, and we about to go get Jeroboam and Fight the other 10. We're going to fight the other 10. <laughs> You're going to fight the other 10 tribes. And so he says that, and then the Lord sends somebody to say, yo, hey, mm-hmm. hold, hold on, man. Stop it. Them, them are your brothers. That's that's not going to work. And so the Lord steps in there. Um, but however, the sin has already done its damage, right? Like the mm. people are divided. And now you have like the Levites who are caught in the middle. Mm-hmm. And when sin divides, it makes people have to choose a side, right? right. Like the Levites is like, all right, we got to go with somebody, right? What else we going to do? And one of the things we saw, you said that the Levites had to make a decision, mm-hmm. um, yep. but it said here that jo- Jeroboam and his sons refused to let them serve as priests of the Lord. Hmm. And so the Levites went with Rehoboam because they figured out they had a better chance of being able to serve the Lord and their purpose with him. Yep. And then it also mentioned later on that there were others in Israel who decided they determined in their hearts to seek the Lord, their God. And they followed the Levites to Jerusalem Mm -hmm. because Jeroboam had already pretty much made it clear that serving the Lord was not going to be a priority for him. Absolutely. He gets his own priests, right? (laughs) Like priests from golden calves, just all kind of crazy stuff. And one of the things uh, that the text is going to try to show us is that basically Jeroboam and those that went with him are apostates, right? Right. They basically Mm -hmm. turned away from the Lord. They abandoned the Lord and they're no longer considering themselves believers in our kind of in our 21st right. century vernacular uh and so they turn away from the lord and uh and that yeah. set the pattern for for then on it like they the never had a good king it was it was it yeah absolutely israel never had a good king never had a good and king and we're basically just going to see the kings of judah talked about here right. i think kim said that earlier israel is going to be kind of ancillary in this text um but then chapter 12 comes mm. oh jeroboam when Rehoboam had established his sovereignty mm-hmm. and royal power, he abandoned. He abandoned the law of the Lord. He and all Israel <sighs> with him. Um, it's just crazy that you know power is not a bad thing in and of itself, but how it's stewarded make all makes all the difference, right? And mm-hmm. so he gets his power. He starts doing his thing, and he turns away from God. He turns away from right. Yahweh. And influence too. That's another thing. Like he has this influence that he leads Israel as well to turn away. And I just, the powerful rarely realize how much influence they have over people's beliefs, Mm -hmm. behaviors, and practices. And that's why God is so serious about the leaders and why he is so firm about the leaders' Mm -hmm. um, sin because he knows that as the king goes, the people so go. goes the nation. Yeah, so goes the nation. Absolutely. And then God sends them a warning mm-hmm. um, through a prophet, Shemaiah. Yeah. Um, and they actually humble themselves. Mm. Um, but it was it's interesting to me in that um, it, it talks about, you know, he had three years and it was three years of good that was almost like a blip. Yeah. Because overall his reign is considered evil. Mm. And so you have this example of these good kings who you know, make a mistake and they are yeah. still categorized as good. Sure. And his story is exactly the opposite. Absolutely. Yep. And that's, yeah, what happened in, like you said, this idea of humbling themselves, 
uh, before the Lord is a major theme that we're mm-hmm. going to see throughout uh, Chronicles. And when the people of God, like he said in Second Chronicles 7, right? Mm-hmm. When you humble yourselves, I'll, I'll come back, right? I'll relent my wrath uh, from coming on you. God but, wants the people, yeah, to humble themselves. Go ahead. But it's interesting in this particular instance, it still meant they had a consequence. Absolutely. Um, it mm. They were not destroyed. It didn't mean their destruction, but mm. it did mean they were going to be dominated by someone else. Mm. And so there's still That's a consequence yeah. for the way that they live. Yep, absolutely. Our behavior is not without consequence, but thank mm. God that we don't receive the full extent of our sin because Mercy. Christ did. Yeah. <laughs>